Hello, friend. It's your friend, Amy Knight. It's been a minute since I spoke last. I worked today, and I had a couple of beers after. And then I came home and had a glass of red wine. And now I'm on my second. So I don't know how this intro is going to go. But it's good to talk at you again. Hope you enjoyed your Halloween. And hope you enjoyed... The October Drops of Ghost Stories, Volume 1 and 2. If you haven't listened already, please do. Speaking of the spooky, you know, I like to share with you the pods that I like, the podcasts that I like. I also am a big fan of supporting your fellow whatever, like human. But especially humans that share your loves, your interests, those people that are your tribe, And everyone needs support. I think there is room in every field for everyone that's in it. And it can be a community that helps to propel each other's success. I have no problem recommending fellow podcasts. It can only perpetuate the platform and inspire the craft. I'm all for it. That being said, I got a couple for you. I got on a soapboxy there, but bringing you back around. Speaking of spooky, my first recommendation is Mr. Ballin. Mr. Ballin. I don't know if you have stumbled upon him already, but I did on YouTube. It's Mr. B-A-L-L-E-N. Man, that guy's awesome. He's on everything. He's on, he started on TikTok back in the, like in 2020, during 2020. And he's on YouTube, he's on, he has, he has a podcast, actually a couple of podcasts, but I found him on YouTube quite by accident. If you are a fan of the spooky, mysterious stories, he is an amazing storyteller and his story is pretty cool. He was a Navy SEAL for a while and when he left that, he was looking for something else to do. He was looking for something to do on TikTok, something to, and thought maybe some things about his time in the military would be good. So he started doing stuff like that. And then one of his uploads on TikTok was a 60-second story of the the Dyatlov Pass incident. And I hope I'm saying that right. The Dyatlov, D-Y-A-T-L-O-V, Pass incident. If you don't know about it, It happened in Russia in 1959. A group of, probably most of you know what I'm talking about, but for those of you that don't, a a group of Russian hikers, like professional hikers, like excellent hikers, had some major gruesome things happen. They all died in very mysterious ways. One of my favorite stories to think about and analyze and just it's just such a mystery if you don't know about it please look it up because it's it's so interesting anyway he did a 60 second tiktok video of this story he was on vacation with his family when he did it and his story is that he made the video, he uploaded it, and then he like left left his phone in the room while he went to the beach with his family for a few hours. And he came back, 
and his phone had just like it was blowing up the tiktok it had like thousands of views within like a few hours and he just exploded so then he realized okay this is this is the genre this is the this is my content so he started making all these uh videos of storytelling all these cases different cases if you like true crime he does a lot of true crime but also he does like mysterious things and he does some cryptid stories. He does missing 411, uh, camping stuff. He does like caving, caving treks gone wrong, tr- hiking gone wrong, all kinds of things. And there's, there's hundreds of episodes because he uploads like three or four times a week. I mean, this is all this guy does. He puts out so much content. It's so impressive. Please check him out. And that was going to be my only show and tell to date. But one of my good pals, Mike McGill, has his own podcast now, along with his friend, Jamie Atkins, friend and bandmate. They have their own podcast. And I got to tell you, I listened to it yesterday, the first episode. It's great. So I want to suggest one more for the good guys with Mike McGill and Jamie Atkins. Search them out on whatever platform you're on. And check out their first episode. They have a guy, Mark Dunn, who is from Maryville, which is where I'm from, kind of adjacent. I'm from Rockford, which is basically Maryville. But I didn't know this. I mean, I didn't know this guy was from Maryville, and he used to play with George Jones. That's amazing. And he talks about all these little landmarks and nostalgic things for me, some Knoxville Peeps he talks about. Anyway, I learned some stuff, too. He has he has some inside stories on Leon Russell, along with George Jones, and all kinds of stuff. It's like two hours long, which is crazy. I'm so proud of my friend Mike. Check it out. So for your listening pleasure, I'm calling up my good friend Drew. Man, I love me some Drew. He's one of my most calming friends. I can always count on him for just a good hang you know what I mean he is my lifesaver actually for this one I had a guest set up for a hangout but the ever dreaded inventory befell him and he had to postpone so Drew graciously stepped up and agreed to a last minute phone call just so I could avoid the slim chance that I may disappoint by not dropping an episode this week. I appreciate him. That can give me much anxiety, but he saved me. You might recognize him from Ghost Stories, Volume 1, Knoxville is Haunted, y'all, where he told stories about working at Lord Lindsay, so he knows the drill. Also, I tried a little something different with recording a phone call this time. It didn't work out to my expectations, so... Forgive for this, and I promise not to do that again. It's not bad, but it's a little wonky sometimes. So listen in on a little evening phone call between two friends. I think you'll get into it. Here we go. Hey. What's up, Daddy-o? Uh, you know, <laughs> digging through it, digging through it. How was work? Oh, it was good. It's long. Knoxville Entrepreneur Center, so teaching people how to teach people to how to teach people. Oh, goodness. That <laughs> sounds horrible. 
I mean, they're all. It's not one all, of the most fun things that you do. No, no, but it's a service, you know. Yeah. Everybody's in the same game, and everybody's trying to help each other. So. Well, that's nice. Community. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> trying to work together, meeting each other, and this town's got so many people moving into it too. It's pretty. Tell pretty me, active. tell me exactly what you do and who you work for. I mean, I, I kind of know, but I don't. Board. Springboard AV, and we do live event production. It's basically just an audio-video company, and uh, we do anything from small little events to big concerts and big, uh, you know, corporate functions. Yeah. We do uh, everything. We don't do staging or drapes. We do pretty much everything else. Yeah. Lighting, lighting, audio, video, cameras, all that stuff. And it takes you out of town a lot. Yeah, we're primarily here and regional but we have a couple clients that ship us around the country well the best part of that for me is i get to see, i get to keep jb and right and then i have a hassle because i got need somebody to watch my dog and i got you <laughs> you do you got me babe <laughs> <laughs> well i know i know a little bit about your past i know that you are from pittsburgh yep yep um i was in pittsburgh for a while i was i was actually born in germany Really? Yeah. Now, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, there you go. Now, what is your? Were your parents in the military, or well, your dad? Or? Yeah, my my dad was Air Force. Wow, I did not know that. Stationed over there, and we moved back here when I was five. And my parents separated when I was seven, so I had you know two sets of rules right away. Right. And then, uh, you know, by the time I was fourteen and wanting stuff, I had. You know, my mom didn't have money, and my dad didn't give money, so I had to go get a job. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is in Pittsburgh. Well, that was in I was in uh, Massachusetts at this. I went from Germany to Pittsburgh for two years. You were working in Massachusetts. Yeah, I got a job bagging groceries. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we moved from there up to New Hampshire, and I just got another job bagging groceries. And that one, the owner and I didn't didn't get along very well. Oh yeah. Or, for whatever reasons, you know, those things happen. But one day I was just bored as hell, sitting in the bathroom, and I had a pencil, and I just started drawing on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, like, help stop vandalism and stuff like that. Yeah. And then... Uh, what year is this? This would be, let's say, 84 or 5? Yeah. I-, I like a nice timeline. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see, I was 14, so 80, 86. Okay. 86. Okay. It puts me in the moment. All right. So yeah. you're drawing and on then, the walls. Uh, and I came, I came out and I tried to go, I went back to work and all of a sudden Mr. Hunter, the owner, I saw him like, I could tell that he was looking for me. So I was like, kept moving right through the aisles and at the other end of the aisles and he kept coming after me. He finally caught me, fired me for vandalism. Oh, funny. You were running from him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He chasing me around the store. Chasing awesome. you through the grocery <laughs> aisles. <laughs> Doing graffiti in pencil. <laughs> in pencil, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. After that, after that, I started. Uh, so then I needed a new job, and uh, there was a restaurant across the street. So I started washing dishes over there, and that got me. That got me into the kitchens because the bartenders all were, all wanted to play games and flirt, and had no problems giving me drinks. Oh, really? Yeah. You're how old and, now? Uh, You're like sixteen. What's that? How old are you now? At this at this point at this point I'm about seventeen or eighteen. Seventeen, okay. So you're 16, getting sixteen, seventeen when I'm washing dishes. They're giving you drinks. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. The first one, and 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 the and all the all the cooks all had weed and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of like, well, this is an environment I can live in. Hey, restaurants. <laughs> restaurants are what. That's the gateway drug. Yeah, I know. Working I in the away. service industry is the gateway drug. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then let's see. So I did that for a while, and I, I did I did well with that because well the other thing that happened was when I was in high school, I was, there was a uh, Votech. My school had a Votech up in New Hampshire, and it had a culinary program. So I joined that, and uh, so half my day was cooking instead of school, and then I'd go to work and do my other stuff, and I'd work my way into the kitchen and do prep stuff. But the uh, <laughs> the, the school program was had brought in schools from all these other regions, you know what I mean? So it wasn't just kids in my school that went to this program. So oh, yeah. needless to say, I'd make friends and find other ways to use the walking coolers. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I got, got familiar with that. Yeah, and then I just kept cooking. I slowly worked my way into the kitchen. And those were those were blurry days. <laughs> they were always lots of Lots of time in the cooler. Yeah. Lots Smoking of time in the out cooler. of carrots. But those big, heavy industrial <laughs> fans that they have above the stove, yeah. those are always yeah. you know, one-hitter. Yeah, exactly. And let's see. I did that for a while, and then uh, I moved to moved back to Pittsburgh for college. Oh, okay. What college did you go to? Uh, just a community college in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Cool. DCAC on the north side, and tried to take culinary arts there too. But I I was already kind of advanced in the whole thing, and it was I had to do all the prereq stuff, and right. I had a job, so I was like, "Fuck it, I just want work." Yeah, all the bitch work. Yeah, that you didn't and, need to learn because you already knew. Because I already knew. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And then I was—I became a bicycle messenger for a little while, but then I. I oh yeah, like, I think I remember you talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did that for a long time, but then I'd also—I also played in bands, and I also, for some reason, people started asking me if I wanted to bartend. They did this celebrity bartending thing, and I was like, Oh uh, yeah. Sure. So that's how I ended up starting to bartend because I was a guest bartender. People just wanted me. I had big old dreadlocks. Everybody knew who I was. Oh sweet. Long. And I bartended at this place called the Lava Lounge in Pittsburgh for a few years. Yeah. And that place, that place was just, it was like, it, 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 it was a lot like the World Grotto in Knoxville. Oh, wow. It was a lot like that. It was a little smaller, but it had the whole same vibe and the same thing. And we used to party like crazy there. And I used to, you know how like uh, like a blank newspaper, they have the, the best ofs and all that, best best restaurant, this and that. Yeah, I like always, the Metropolitan. I always, tried, and I always try to enter us as the best bakery. Oh, yeah. As a, <laughs> the best bakery. <laughs> did they get it? Did they like? Did you? Everybody ever, laughed. We never got in there. You we never, never got, got in there place. for that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I tried. I tried, and then uh, I did that for a while. And then uh, I ended up. What happened? I ended up cutting all my hair real short. Yeah, you still have your dreads. I was looking at you. Still have oh, your I, dreads. I, I was looking at them the other day. Yeah, I was looking up, and um, I'll just describe it. You have your your dreads sewn into a hat. It's a mannequin. It's on the mannequin torso. Yeah, I was just looking at that um, yeah, the other day when I was hanging That's out with JB. They're so long. How long did it take you to to grow those? Twelve years. Twelve years. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> and then they ended up, they got so long and heavy that they were just giving me headaches all the time. Yeah. Just pulling. Yeah. So, so I cut them all off. Yeah. 
and uh, went through a real weird stage. I was coloring my hair. I went blue, pink, blonde. I did all kinds of things. I just felt so normal. It was blowing. Yeah, you had to do something. That's like, yeah. But then then I, for some reason, I needed another job, and my buddy had opened a restaurant, and they needed a a waiter. I've never tried that before. And it begins. Here it goes. And I went and did that, and uh, apparently, you know, I was really good at it. Yeah, I can see that. this, This place was called... It was in Pittsburgh. It was called Joe Mama's Italian Deluxe. Oh, gosh. And, yeah, it it's a was, great uh, name. Four dining rooms on three floors. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was it was nutty. It was a college town, so it was always, you know. Did you work all the floors, or did you, did, people, did servers work one floor, like, for the well, night? Like, they the, all like the put pub. In the section. They're, they're generally put into sections, and each section was in a room, you know what I yeah. mean? So people didn't tend to, but I was good so if something happened i would pick up other ones because i could i could juggle it well wow were you here (laughs) when daryl's was here uh -uh. do you remember daryl's we had this place daryl's it was like three floors and i always felt so bad for the servers like that had to like run up and down stairs like for four or five hours stairs were insane people were always dropping food on the stairs too it was was the scariest thing in the world it was my first job waiting tables though so i didn't know any better yeah so that stuff used to happen, but it was like my very last day that I was there. A bunch of people called off, so I ended up in between lunch and dinner, you know, holding all the t- all, all all the tables. Uh-huh. So I ended up at one point thirteen tables on the three floors in the four dining rooms. That's a server running. nightmare. That's like that's like when. When somebody's like, "Hey, have you ever had a server nightmare?" and you're like, "Yeah, I had. Th- I worked in a place with three floors, and I had <laughs> tables on every floor." Oh yeah, no, I've, I've lived the nightmares. Oh god. <laughs> I used to have a server dream where, um, when I was working at Calhoun's on the River, that um, all of my tables were across the river at Baptist <laughs> Hospital, and I had to swim with my tray <laughs> of food and, like, hold my tray up above the water, and it was awful. <laughs> okay, so you're working in Pittsburgh at this crazy three-floor place. Joe Mama's, I tell you. Joe yeah, Mama's. Was, and then, oh, yeah, right. So and it was just this, uh, you know, this, this, it was just those random things. Like, this one guy's like, can I have a spoon? There's a spoon <laughs> right next to him, and I just kind of grabbed it real fast and gave it to him, and he's like, do I need to talk? Do I need to talk to your manager? I was like, "What? I gave you a spoon." He's like, "Yeah, but the attitude." I was like, "Hey, man, I gotta uh, tell you." I said, "I gotta tell you, I got thirteen tables on on three floors and four dining rooms, and this is my last shift here. So you can tell whoever you want." Right? You can say whatever you want. You got? You wanted a spoon? I gave you a spoon. What do you want from me? Yeah, fast friendly service. Pick one, right? Oh my gosh! And it, that was your last shift, really? Or did you just tell him that? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That was my life. I was quitting. They were trying to. It, we were short staffed. I was running like crazy. They were Jimmy, the manager, was trying to get me as much money as I could. He's like, "Hey, another table, you get it?" Like, oh yeah, my god! It. And uh, you're like, "Sure, you know, I'll go down in flames." What are they going to do? Fire me? Exactly. But you know how it is too. When you're in the groove, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, "Who cares?" <laughs> yeah. No, I think I would cry if I had 13 tables on three different floors. <laughs> you're a madman. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty insane. Speaking of Madman, um, I remember back uh, months ago when I first told you that I wanted to get you on the pod. You said something about that you almost died waiting tables twice. 
Do I remember well, that, that right? Well, the one, one of them had to do with Joe Mama's <laughs> Italian Deluxe and the stair. Yeah. Had to come up and down those stairs too fast with, you know, plates in your hands. Yeah. So I definitely slipped down those stairs one time. <laughs> but I wasn't alone in that, so it wasn't really that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like everybody did it, so. Yeah, I mean, it was tight. It, it had to. But the other story was uh, after that, um, I had moved to Nantucket in 2000 or so. Uh-huh. And I got a job waiting in waiting tables at this place called Savoia Trattoria. It was an authentic Italian restaurant, high-end. Everything, you know, everything was shipped in from Ita- Italy, nothing but Italian wines, Prosecco, and, wow. you know, just top of the line. We held 39 people in the, in the dining room, so we had we did three seatings a night. It was reservation only. Oh, wow. Top dog. You know, it was one of those just fancy, fancy. Money, 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 money. Money. Well, good money, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. I was making... $2,500, a week. Oh, God bless America. Okay, go uh, ahead. But I had, uh, it was one of those things I was, you know, that I, I knew my wines, I knew all that stuff, I knew how to talk to the people, I knew all my stuff, and we always started off with, uh, with, with a bottle, with a glass of Prosecco. Uh-huh. Complimentary. That's classy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there doing my spiel, opening, I got my wine key, and I'm opening, or not the key, I'm, I'm popping open the um, Prosecco bottle, and for whatever reason, when that cork, you know, when it pops, right. some people let it fly, of course, you're not supposed to let it fly. For whatever reason, whenever that air broke, the, the, the neck of the Prosecco bottle collapsed in my hand. Oh, and it all, the glass. And it, and it stabbed me in my gut <gasps> and ripped my hand open right at the table. What? Yeah. So I'm sitting there telling them my thing. It goes, and I just stand myself, in, and I just kind of looked at them. And then you're emboweled at beside the table, like emboweled. Pretty much. So I was like, I just kind of looked at them. I was like, uh, excuse me. And I run into the kitchen, and Ron, the chef's like, what happened? I was like, I don't know. I think I stabbed myself. I'm bleeding everywhere. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Look, <laughs> <laughs> this small town. You're like, I'm dying over here. He's like, tell me to leave. Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's against health code, dude. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. Yeah, dude, I, I was bleeding. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Okay, God, what happened? Well, I just went and got my stitches and left and stopped oh bleeding. God. <laughs> white shirt, I'm envisioning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the white <laughs> shirt. It, 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 and more than, it, it cut it, you know, it was a big old hole in it. Red, it was... Yeah, I'm seeing, a- I'm seeing like the, um, like a Godfather scene where yeah. you, you hear a noise or, or a gasp and then you just see the, the spread of the red on the white shirt. Am I picturing this right? It's pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, luckily it didn't fly everywhere, but I was like, just oh this, poor, this poor couple, I was like, uh, excuse me. Oh yeah, I guess they had, to, you had to get your table picked up. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave at all the table. <laughs> their next server was like, okay, I will be your server for the rest of the evening. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be safe. Oh my gosh, that is crazy talk. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the big ones that I remember. Well yeah. I think I'll probably remember it. Too. <laughs> so where did you go after Pittsburgh? Uh, or do you have any more Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh stories? Nant- Nantucket. After Nantucket, I went to. We moved to Providence for 
10, 11 months, and then we moved to Knoxville. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. We were, we, we were, on, we were on Nantucket, and uh, I, I was with my girl when we got pregnant and got married, and Nantucket was just too expensive to yeah. do that. So we tried. We were like, well, we're going to try Boston or Providence. I said, I tried Boston or let's try Providence. Providence was just an armpit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we moved on here. Sweet. And then, did I meet you, like, not long after you moved? Pretty much. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Um, I met you through my friend Billy. Billy? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. That's how- and then mm-hmm. you started working at World Grotto, and I worked at World Grotto. Yeah. Yeah. We had fun there. Yeah. We had fun working. World Grotto was great. It was w- one of a kind. It was definitely one of a kind. Yes. Those were yeah. good and times. Then, yeah, so I managed that, and then... Uh, that did what it did, and then I pretty much got out of that kind of service. I started doing AV work after that. I've been wow. doing that for about 20 years now. Yeah. And but you're in a couple of bands. Yeah, yeah. And Well, in fact, I just got a call the other day. I think the French might be getting back together. Woo! We're getting the band yeah. back together. Getting band back together. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, me, me and Mike were doing, uh, what was he calling it? He was calling it um, Goliath Fair. But I was telling them, because it was all, like, uh, female number one hits. Oh, yes. Them, oh, yeah. I remember should, you talking about that. I thought that was we, a great idea. Uh, it was great. Well, but I told him we should be men of pause. Oh, my God. He, he, he didn't go for it. I didn't understand. Yeah, because that might be a little problematic. Uh, not near as problematic as all the other names I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you in the jack-offs, or was that Billy with some other people? Yeah. That was Billy and some other yeah. people. <laughs> I did the T-shirt for them. It was nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. nastiest T-shirt I've ever designed. There was a goat, and yeah, it was. <laughs> the, the regular jack-offs, yeah. Yeah, the um, regular jack-offs. have to imagine. Well, but service, I like the idea. Service comes, the, service comes in all forms, huh? Yes, yes, it does. It does, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you know, when a friend says, will you do this for me? You say yes. That's what friends do. <laughs> That's one of the things about what I do now, even in AV. It's like, uh, you know, when I'm running boards and all this stuff, you may as well be just building a drink or building a dish. You're sending things in certain directions to go somewhere. So, And then and then the, the, the 98% of my job's uh, psychological anyway, so it's all about hospitality and being pleasant. Yeah, you're right. And and on top of it, I get to work with bands. And all the years I always worked with bands, I always loved, loved doing that. But being able to help bands is a little bit more satisfying, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, you provide a service being as cool as you are simply because um, the fact that you are as cool as you are. Because uh, working or being with Brock and, and seeing uh, sound guys that he has to put up with sometimes, whew, man... There's nothing worse Someone, than a dicky sound oh, yeah, guy. Oh, yeah, don't have the concept at Ugh. all. I mean, they just, they take down the room's energy, like, immediately. Yep, yep. Right. So, I bet you're a pleasant experience. Yeah, so, well, when I got I got all that from years of service. Wow. You know, learn how to talk to people. And yep. Be nice. Listen. Yep. <laughs> it is good for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to be good at it, anyway. Yeah. You got any good um, being a musician, getting tipped stories? 
Well, we used to, when me and Billy and uh, Rob used to, when we first started doing Sorry for Nothing, we'd go down to uh, Market Square and Busk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Didn't uh, you treat that like always, your uh, your band practice, your rehearsal? <laughs> you just go yeah. down and play and busk and, and get paid yeah. for Basically get paid for your rehearsal. Yeah. I remember when y'all did that. This, was one day, this guy, we thought he was something. We couldn't tell. This guy was really odd. But he's like, he asked us if we could play a certain song. And Billy can play pretty much any song in the world. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. And then we played it for him. And the dude threw us a $100 bill. Oh, cool. <laughs> We're destroying a song. We're destroying. <laughs> All right. But it was your rehearsal, so it was okay yeah, no, <laughs> if you destroyed totally. it. We're, we're just sitting there doing our thing. I was like, oh, you want to give us 100 bucks to hear a song really bad? That's this. really nice. Do you remember the song? No. <laughs> no. You remember that 100, though? Yeah, Split three 100. ways. Not bad. Yeah. And the other the other tips, I don't know. I, I, one of the things about playing is everybody wants to give you drinks. Yeah. So I remember this one gig, I think it was like at Cedars in Jamestown, Ohio or something. And I and I was on a white Russian kick. I don't know why. Oh, because they're I delicious. Had, and you and were probably I, watching the dude. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. But I, was, I had nine white Russians strategically oh, wow. placed around the stage. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Because they just kept bringing them to you. People just, yeah. yeah. Just begin- I mean, I just put them down here, put them down over here. Put them yeah, down over and you're there. like, dude, these have dairy in all of them. Can we get something else? Like, there's dairy in every one of these. So the tip there is don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brock doesn't really drink a lot of liquor. But, uh, you know, when he's playing with Same As It Ever Was or some other bands, he'll get, they'll bring him whiskey shots, you know. And he yeah. reluctantly does it or he just like leaves it you know by the thing and kind of acts like he <laughs> does sure. it and then gives it to to bobby dicks or something <laughs> chad yeah that's the extent of it played with uh played with jagstar for a little while you did play with jagstar that's who you were playing with when um we first met wasn't it yeah yeah jagstar um who was in that band with you that was uh, Sarah Lewis, Jay Lewis, and Brad Williams. Yeah, y'all were pretty good. Like, oh, so, yeah, that's uh, Sarah. Sarah's an incredible songwriter. No two ways about that. Like you all, it seemed like you all were could have made it. You know what I mean? Did we you did put out it. albums and stuff? You did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was on. I, I was on one. They released five, I think. Yeah. Are those still out there? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Check out Jagstar. I remember them being a pretty good band. Yeah, they were fun. <laughs> we did a video. I did a video. Oh, you did a video, really? Is that on YouTube? Uh, it's somewhere. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Look up. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube, actually. Well, I'm gonna try to find that. Yeah. You got any more crazy? Playing in bands, going places, doing things, playing bands on the road or anything? Got any road stories? I don't know about, I'd have to think about that. We have a lot of years of that. That's a different gear. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we could get <laughs> into the Scarecrow years. Yeah, too. yeah I toured Scarecrow for years. I, I, in fact, in Pittsburgh, I played with a band called the Sydneys, which was the exact same kind of lineup as Jagstar. The same sound we got, you know, we did as well as Jagstar up in Pittsburgh. 
and uh, Scarecrow was one of our was one of our engineers. We uh, we were at a hotel one time, and uh, right down at the other end of it was Willie Nelson and his boys, and they were going golfing. Oh, I love Willie Nelson. Yeah, we got to say hi to Willie. Didn't really mean or anything. That's said, hey, nice. Hey, back. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I worked with uh, but even I mean even but bands or even just the AV company, I work with just tons of lot of, just a lot of people. You work with Dolly. I have. Yeah. Did you get to meet her? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, put a mic on her once. Uh, she's a goddess. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah, she's incredible. <laughs> talk about talk about service. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. From the very beginning. Mm-hmm. God love yeah. her little country heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll probably let you go to bed. You're probably yeah. tired. Curl up yeah, with that pup. You have to do some more thinking. I'll think up some more stories. But, I mean, there's a few for you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for letting yeah. me call you. Yeah, no problem. I Anytime. appreciate you. And I'll see you soon. Bye. So I cut him off a little there at the end. He did say goodbye. Well, thanks for listening in. I appreciate it. Thanks for putting a little bit of me in your day. I'll make you smile at the very least. Laugh at the most. Or try to, anyway. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow whatever platform you're listening on, if you haven't already. So I pop up in your notifies. Little reminder that I'm here. And while you're at it, don't forget to like and subscribe any of the podcasts that you listen to. It is important for some reason. I've Googled it. I still can't figure it out. But the likes and the subscribes... And the reviews, it matters for some reason. I'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, support somebody in your field, in your camp. There's room for everybody. Bye. (laughs)